0: And gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Side to Side Sports Cast, where it's your boys Will and Woody, and we're here to break it on down from the ringside, the court side, the sidelines, and for them sports they play outdoors. We outside it's the side to side sports cast. That's how we ride. So again, we're going to keep with the theme and start off with the sidelines we are seven weeks into the NFL season and a lot, we're almost halfway through. And a lot of the story is continuing to define itself. By this point, you pretty much know who's who, you know, you know, teams that aren't good. Uh, you know, teams that don't really have a playoff shot and you, you know who the contenders are. So now that you can tell who's real and who's fake, The hot seats, the seats begin to get hot. So let's talk about some of the coaches who are really sitting on some toasted buns right now. You know, I mean, I can start off with one particular coach who I don't think he has a shot to coach in the NFL next year. Now, there's a lot of new faces and new places right now. So regardless of how some teams are playing, I don't think. There's a lot of hot seats out there for coaches. But two names come to mind, and I'll just talk about one, and then we'll see what you say, Woody. But Mr. Nagy from the Chicago Bears, Mm -hmm. I don't think he has a chance, no matter what happens, unless the Bears have some miracle turnaround. Hey, you know I said it. Justin Fields is not ready to play. I said they should sit him all year. I didn't, I said, he's not ready to read a defense and he should take his time, figure it out from the sideline because he is talented. But what happens now when you put him out there and he has bad game after bad game, he starts to get rattled, you know? And sometimes some players don't come back from that. I'm not doubting Justin Fields, but the way Nagy is handling this situation is absolutely horrible. So you have a quarterback out there, who isn't really able, right? Uh, he, he's not going to make all the reads, but you don't give him any easy reads. Now, I want to bring to the forefront, let's talk about Sean McVay. Yes, this is a completely different team, but Sean McVay is a good coach because he made, Jared Goff was in the MVP conversation one year with him because he tailored the offense around what Jared Goff is able to do well. And he continued to mix things up. He never went outside of that. He wanted to go deep more. So eventually when the time came, he's like, you know what? got to get rid of Jared Goff and get somebody in who can actually go deep more. But you would have never known what Jared Goff wasn't good at because McVay made a game plan that his quarterback can execute. And you do not get that from Bill Nagy with the Chicago Bears. So If there's anybody whose seat is hot and you know, like I said, the buns are toasty. It is Mr. Nagy in the Chicago, uh, in the Windy City. I
1: don't want to show you my notes here, but literally the first line on my page, my first line is Matt Nagy number
0: one by far. I don't know why I said Bill Nagy twice. Oh, you said Bill? Oh, <laughs> I said Bill Nagy. If there's hey Bill Nagy, I used to work with you, and I'm sitting here talking about you. That's right, <laughs> Matt Nagy. So, Bill Nagy, if you are watching the side-to-side sportscast, uh, my bad, Matt Nagy. If you're watching the side-to-side sportscast, which you probably will be next year because you, you ain't gonna have nothing to do on Sunday <laughs> next year. But, um, Matt Nagy, my bad. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't
1: even catch that. So, um, who knows, um, if our viewers did, but, uh, yeah, no, I I think he's number one by far, um, of all the teams that, you know, you could, or all the coaches you could mention. Um, I feel like there are deficiencies, you know, like in their roster and I'm not saying that the bears have the best roster in the NFL, but this, this is a playoff team. This was a team that last year people were saying underperformed. And Matt Nagy was saying that they underperformed. They were in the playoffs, and they're saying, no, you know what? We can do better. Get Let's get rid of Trubisky, and I'll show you better. And this was Nagy's chance, right? He got rid of Trubisky, and he got two, not one, but two quarterbacks of his choosing to run that offense, and both of them failed, failed miserably. Um, so... and. Feel miserably doesn't even begin to describe what's going on with Justin Fields. I will say I always give credit where credit is due. This man Will Gaddy Jr. He said it. He said it from day one. He said it on day 36. He's saying it right now on day 249. Justin Fields was not ready, and he's still not ready. He won't be ready this year. Um, you know, he was kind of bullied into starting him, and now it, it's just, like I said, he got two quarterbacks of was choosing and couldn't do it. Matt Nagy's number one by far. Uh, You know, Urban Meyer, you know, Will was saying, right, maybe um, you know, he won't be here, you know, through the, the full season. Right? Like right? His, his seat was that hot for a little bit. I think it's cooled down. A miracle win in uh, London, you know, tends to, you know, ending a 20-game losing streak, right, tends to kind of get the the heat off you. Then John Gruden uh, gets the heat on him. So, you know, urban's kind of been, you know, been able to go back into the shadows, but his team is still really bad. Um, they definitely have a a, a a bad roster, but I don't think it's that bad. Uh, and he has definitely not done Trevor Lawrence any favors down in Jacksonville. Um, so I would, I would have to separate those two from the bunch, but definitely Matt Nagy. He has a talent, on his roster and he's he <sighs> yeah
0: <clears throat> he's listen family. they got a nice fine with khalil herbert man you know khalil herbert can actually run the football um pretty much one of the only running backs the top 80 yards against the bucks in multiple weeks so um all they gotta do is get the ball in the air and down the field you know and you're not giving uh, Justin Fields, the, the type of reads, you know, that you're not running them on bootlegs. Like you're not giving him easy stuff that coaches do for rookie quarterbacks. Um, Nagy is not doing, right? And Justin's holding the ball. He's getting sacked. He's just not ready, right? But Matt Nagy's not ready either. I should just keep calling him Bill, you know, because maybe I should just do that. But um, what you said about Urban Meyer, uh, is exactly my point. They're the only two coaches who I think are on the toasted buns um, list right now Uh because, you know, Urban Meyer, his seat was hot. Isn't it funny how you get one win, right? Literally, we haven't heard Urban Meyer's name in almost two weeks, right? Ever since he, you know, was seen with the girl and then uh, his team – he flew home separately. Okay. After they got destroyed by uh the Titans, he took a separate flight home from the team. I'm sorry, when they lost to Cincy, he took a separate flight home from the team, right? And then that's when everything started, and it sort of filtered into that loss against the Titans. His whole locker room gave up on him. They're like, wow, coach, we lose and you can't even fly home with us. This ain't college, man. And you were, it didn't look like you were going to make it through the bye week, you know, but you got that win. And when they say winning cures everything in the NFL, it is so true. You got that win going to the bye week, right? Now uh you're gonna come out this week and you're probably gonna start a brand new losing streak. You know, let's just call it <laughs> what it is right because the, the 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 play design and everything we're doing in in Jacksonville and when I say we're I don't mean as in me affiliated with Jacksonville everything you're doing right in Jacksonville Kirk Meyer um it's not looking good at all now when we talk about players there's some players who are in a hot situation as well and when we when we talk about head coaches and then you talk about players who are on a hot seat, you usually, it has to be quarterbacks. Quarterbacks get the blame just as much as coaches. In my opinion, it is not fair always. Uh, But sometimes good coaches don't have good quarterbacks and sometimes good quarterbacks don't have good coaches. But what I can say right now is there is one player uh, that really comes to mind. I want to talk about a few of them, but when we talk about players who are on the hot seat right now, I am sorry, uh, Woody. I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, man. I will <laughs> pat you in the back. Wait, if I wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 <laughs> wait. I'm
0: sorry. <bro.
1: sighs> all right, all right. You know what? There'll never be a good time. To say it so just
0: just go just hey look you know what there's a cartoon character right whose head is shaped like a football and um <laughs> there's a nfl player who hasn't been throwing the football well right now we're talking about hey darnold where did you go what happened is it really just christian mccaffrey i get christian's a beast you can put him in the backfield defense doesn't know if he's going to run a route from the backfield Right, he's almost impossible to guard, but we can't use that as an excuse because Matt Rule and Joe Brady um instantly put DJ Moore in the backfield, right? But maybe that tips off the defense because if he runs routes from the backfield, you haven't ever handed him the ball. Maybe they should have done that. Right. But the thing is, Darnold has been holding the ball, he hasn't been accurate. Yes, I know the Vikings game, there was a, a lot of drops, right? but he made a lot of mistakes too. And he didn't come back the next week on fire. I mean, the Carolina Panthers have lost four straight and maybe Darnold's not their guy. That's what's proving right now. They benched Darnold for PJ Walker, who went three for 14. Like he was Russell Westbrook out there, right? He went three for 14 only for the coaches to say, Well, Darnold's still our starting quarterback for this season, right? Look, it's looking really bad. Um, Maybe Matt Rule should have been on our list of last week, but I don't think they're going to give up on him that fast. Um, You know, it's only his second season. But one of the players who are on the hot seat on the toasted buns list is definitely your mans, Sam. Hey, Darnold, where'd you go? (laughs) Um... Fun fact the
1: Carolina Panthers receivers uh lead the NFL in in uh drop passes, but but no, I'm not I'm, I'm not, not, not change, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to change the narrative. I'm not I'm not saying that Sam has been incredible or that um he's been great. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he's been dealt a bad hand. Um, and what you actually said before about Justin Fields, about, you know, how your confidence can get shaken early due to bad coaching and horrible game planning and how some players can never get out of it. Um, it is apparent that that may be where Sam Darnold is at because he was um, a talented kid. And the Sam Darnold that we saw his rookie year um disappeared you know after he got mono i don't know maybe maybe the the mono actually you know killed him and now this is a, a replacement sam Darnold. this is a robot that's just not good enough his batteries you know start messing up um he looked good but what happened what what was the change uh i mean you know the easy answer is mccaffrey but uh you know protection you know wasn't as good he got a couple of bad drops, and now his confidence is off. He doesn't have that unshakable confidence. He's actually very easily shaken, um, and I think that's that's the thing there. Um, but you know, no excuses though. Um, there is no doubt. You know, I say Matt Nagy number one coach by far. I don't think there's another uh, QB you know near Sam in the stratosphere. I also don't think there's another QB who kind of had the host, right? Cause we could say he was traded for Teddy, right? So Teddy is kind of in a similar sim- uh, scenario, but I don't think anyone saw Teddy in Denver and said, Oh, okay. Now, you know, Denver might actually be set, you know, at QB, but people were saying that about Sam. Sam is, is he's still 23. He will always be younger than, you know, Joe Burrow, who is, you know, he's a sophomore, right? So um, it, it's, it's a, it's a crazy situation. They picked up his fifth year option. It was an investment for the future. They thought they were, you know, um, uh, they had their guy. So that's why, you know, the disappointment is there and it's, it's much larger than a Teddy. His seat is hot, but let me bring it to someone, um, someone else. <laughs> All right. I, I can't, I can't, it's it's hurting me to even, to even bring this up, but the, the pain, was has been unbearable but let me let me tell you something let me tell you something all right because franklin delano roosevelt right he is famous right for being one of the, the the greatest you know presidents right he created so many new jobs right he brought us out of the great depression by creating so many new jobs for americans but let me tell you something right here Bill Belichick has gotten more people jobs than FDR. This man, his coaching uh, tree, people who just, I don't even know, have been seen in a picture with Bill Belichick get jobs. I don't get it. Jimmy G, just for being drafted by Belichick and apparently being the heir apparent to Tom Brady, people actually believed that. They believe that. And San Francisco believed it so much that they gave him an unproven quarterback that had started seven games a max deal in the NFL and said this is our guy.
0: Wow! And I, I,
1: I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I was, I was pulling out my hair, these long strands, pulling them all out. I was like, what are you guys doing? Then I realized, you know, I got my own problems, right? I was a Jets fan, still am. I got my own problems, but here they are. And don't tell me, do not look at me and say, well, Mr. Booty, um, they made it to the Super Bowl. Jimmy G has to be. He, the man was attempting 12 throws a game. The dude, he was getting carried by Raheem Mostert, by Tevin uh, Coleman. They had the three, the uh, Matt Breida, the three-headed running back. The, the man, he was not doing anything. Kittle, you, you throw five yards to George Kittle. Kittle does the rest, getting 200 yards a game. The man is not. Good. He's never been good. And right now, right here, they're seeing it. And Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, it's funny. We talked about Sean McVay and Jared Goff and how Sean McVay did as much as he possibly could to hide Jared Goff's uh, inefficiencies, right? But eventually, push comes to shove, and where's Jared now? He's in Detroit. Jimmy, your time is up. You were a very similar situation, overpaid, just like Jared Goff. I actually think he is less talented than Jared Goff. And here, here we are, here we are now, Trey young. We don't know if he's ready, but you know, ready or not here, he's he's about to, he's about to come through because Jimmy G is not that guy. And I think Kyle Shanahan, who is a great coach, inarguable, he's a great coach, He's had enough. Jimmy G has the second hottest seat of all QBs in the NFL.
0: That is a very good pick. And I'm out here calling Matt Nagy, Bill Nagy, and you out here calling Trey Lance, Trey Young. You know, (laughs) we we side to side with the fumbles right now, for sure. And uh, um, let's talk about Jimmy G because you nailed it. The reason why Raheem Mostert cannot stay healthy and the knees keep crashing down is because he did do the most amazing carry job. He had to carry Jimmy G and that contract right in the Super Bowl. And um, I don't think Raheem Mostert is going to come back from it right now. Jimmy G is definitely probably an upper echelon backup quarterback. Um, He's pretty good. And yes, you are in a system. With Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, and you looked like you could take over for Tom Brady. Um, they couldn't keep you forever because they wanted to keep Tom. They made the decision to keep Tom and let you go. And then they Tom left, and you know, now they're in a better situation because they got Mac Jones. And the 49ers probably would be in a better situation if they had taken Mac Jones. Because I'll tell you what, I am I like Trey Lance, but And it's a shame that he got injured, but when he also is not ready, you don't just go from playing not even like one full year at North Dakota State to the NFL and just kill it. You do have an elite arm and you're a good runner, but there's a reason why they made you run the ball 16 times in your first start because you are not ready to read the defense, right? And Jimmy G is literally just there. you to learn what you got to learn so you can get going next year so they're doing the right thing that the bears weren't doing or aren't doing and um i do think that there's zero chance jimmy g starts next year it's going to be the trey land show um in 2022 and they're going to be ready to go so that is definitely a hot seat uh, for a player and you know what that seat may be the hottest seat is really debatable, right? I mean, it's it's really it's really debatable uh, which seat is hotter. But um, you know, you did also mention Teddy B, Teddy Bridgewater. Of course, this is a stopgap move. I still think that Aaron Rodgers' ultimate destination next year is going to be in Denver. Um, that's why I think that he's talking trash to the uh, Chicago Bears, saying I've always owned you. Uh, because I think he's going to be in the AFC next year, and that is going to literally be the wild, wild west uh, when you have Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes in the same division with David, Derek Carr. <laughs> Derek Carr is more look like David Carr um, compared to those names, like you know, they're going to have to do something else. But yeah, I, so I think Teddy Bridgewater, you had a chance last week to you know. Hey, you guys lost three straight. Let's get a win against the wounded Browns. But all you did was dink and dunk all over the field. I mean, that was the most dinking and dunking I've seen in a lot. That was Chad Pennington-esque. You know, <laughs> that was just uh that that was not a great game uh for for your boys, but um okay. the, the okay. last
1: person. Oh yeah, okay. You were about to because I, I I have one other person. I got one so more I, person too, right? All right, all right. You go. Or Should I go? You should go. You should go. No,
0: no, you go, you go. Because you know what? This is pretty much uh my person may take us into the next the next topic.
1: Okay, okay. My uh, my person definitely well, actually he might, but I don't think so. Um my person, the same person. No, 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 it's not, it's not because this person, his seat is actually not hot. Um it's so weird. Like, I feel like he literally might be the most almost, like, confusing slash polarizing person in the entire NFL. Uh, but, like, I feel like he, we came into the season being like, oh, his seat's hot, and then every once in a while, like, I don't know. Like, so let's just talk about him. His debut, he was on fire. Team was, you know, we, we had uh, a, a legendary quarterback who was struggling. They put him in. He comes in. Um, kills it, has a pretty decent, you know, year, decent stats. But he, oh my god, the fumbles, the fumbles is just unbelievable. Sophomore year, he has some flashes, but the fumbles, the turnovers, unbelievable. Now, he, I, I don't, who is giving him these nicknames? I don't understand, but right now, the, the most current one is Daniel Beckham Jr. This man, Daniel oh Jones, my god. like. Is that he is good? Cool. At, like, I feel like he's I feel like he's really not. But like, you know, he's a decent athlete, like, he does he does have burners sometimes, and he like that was a good catch. Like, you know, you can't like it was a good catch. He took the hit. Um, he has burners, but then he like stumbles upon himself, like when he's running making that big run against the Eagles. Like, I feel like he is such a walking highlight and low light. I've never seen something like that where. Just simultaneously can be such a highlight and such a low light all at the at the same time. There was one time he out here drop back looking, scanning the field, and Jamal Adams literally just takes the ball out of his hands for a touchdown
0: like that. Like doesn't even talk, just this. Let me take this,
1: at this. Highlight and low light. I don't. Do you
0: real, Do you realize this is definitely a player that I wanted to talk about? I'm so glad you brought him up. Um This wasn't the same player that I was going to mention, but this this is a better player right here Danny Dimes right (laughs) Daniel Beckham Jr why are all of your highlights of things that don't involve playing quarterback like you know like yeah you take you run for a 76 yard touchdown you're not a running back I mean that's good if Lamar Jackson does it because Lamar Jackson is actually pretty good at playing quarterback too right now you got this one-handed catch and then you fall down and it's so overrated because it's not like you caught it came down and made a play like you know it was it was a good catch for a quarterback I'm not sure how many quarterbacks can do that right but now you're getting nicknames as new york your stock is rising look at odell beckham odell beckham made the catch with two fingers that's like the last highlight of his career like you know <laughs> it doesn't even look like he's a decent receiver anymore it's just new york It's going to blow you up when you do something good. And Danny Dimes, man. Woody, you literally just said he dropped back, scanned the field, and Jamal Adams was just like, oh, give me this. I'll take this football. I'm out. Like, you know, when he has to play quarterback, it's not a good situation. And I do think that after this season, granted, they're coming off of a big win, right? Right. A 25 to 3 win over the Panthers. Woo. I really thought that game was going in 5 to 3. And that would have been one of the first things I wanted to talk about on today's sportscast because <laughs> that would have been like a baseball score. Um, don't know <laughs> if i ever seen a game 5 to 3 that long into it, right? And um, it was pathetic, but I don't know how the New York Giants can like roll with you as their guy. Um, you know, Gettleman said when he saw you, he was in love. He called it full-blown love, right? Somebody (laughs) need to get Gettleman, right? Gettleman need to get got. Because if you still loving this man at this point, man, something wrong with you, Mr. Gettleman, Gettleman, you got to go. And you can take your lovely quarterback with you too, man, you know? Um, Because Daniel Jones ain't it, man. You know what? I I think he's actually talented. But it's something about him. He's like, he is truly um like he's got the whole Eli persona where Eli look like he don't know what's happening, but Eli will like throw five touchdowns on you, right? <laughs> he may throw five interceptions the next week, but Eli go from this to turning it on, right? He just he turned it on. He got the turn on in him, right? I'm a Cowboys fan. Eli had all his bad games outside of playing the Cowboys against us. Dominated right, Daniel Jones doesn't have that. He threw for 400 yards and then he went back to being Daniel Jones, right? Like, he had his 400 yard game. It's like, okay, Danny Dimes, people picked him up off the waiver wire, they dropped him that fast. Now, now he's back, he's back, like you know. So, um, let's talk about because the Giants kind of with that win, um, you know, they, they're kind of changing the narrative of their season. Uh, it, it was looking like New York isn't going to be able to win any football games outside of the the only win that they have. Um, but let's talk about who is going to end the season with the worst record and then who's going to end the season with the best record, you know? There's one quarterback that I wanted to put on a hot seat. He is on a pretty hot seat right now. But his team is just not working out, man. I did say that this team has some grit because for some reason, for three quarters, they're pretty much in every game. It's like, are they going to pull it out? But in that fourth quarter, man, they just get ripped apart. You know, it's just like they literally like they're all right. The team is the Detroit Lions, man. And if you think they're going to win or if they got you thinking they're going to win, they're literally lying because like they're 0-7 right now, and they're 0-7. And when I look at the rest of their schedule, it's hard to find a win. Um, you know, Coach Campbell said he's going to take hunks out of kneecaps, and he's going to do this, and he's going to do that. And I get it. The team is fighting. You know, this, this week he's kicking onside. He's doing goofy stuff because he's trying to get a win. Like, they are now desperate and thirsty for a win. And – They're going to, it just, here's the fact, Jared Goff, you know what? They might get a win this week against the Eagles. That would be crazy. Let's talk about why. Jared Goff, before Sean McVay was 0-7, right? After Sean McVay, he's 0-7 again. (laughs) He got his first win after his first seven losses before McVay. Can he get his first win after his first seven losses without McVay? Probably not. Only in a fairy tale that would probably (laughs) happen, right? The Detroit Lions are not playing well. And um, this may be a year where they may be the only team to to go winless twice. They're the only team to go winless, but they may do this twice. This is not a good year for the Detroit Lions. Um, And I do think that they are going to finish the year with the worst record. I do think so. Um,
1: I have them. They are unfortunately um, number one, or I guess number thirty-two, however you want to look at it, on my list as well. They are zero seven, but they are a good team. They have grit, mm-hmm. uh, like you said. They have heart. They they are competing. Um, you know, it's it's not a complete uh, cluster like the other two teams I'm going to mention um, in this bottom three. I actually think, you know, I don't want to say they should hold their head up high, but I don't think, you know, they should be sunk as low as, you know, some of the fans are are, are holding their, their heads. And honestly, you know, if you look at the aggregate of, you know, all the team's records, like for the remainder of the year versus, you know, what they've done so far in the, in the first half, the Lions' schedule – for the second half of the year, is the ninth hardest in the entire league. So, to your point, Will, it is going to be really tough. Now, the next two teams we're going to talk about have actually the fourth and the eighth easiest schedules based on those uh, aggregates. But with those teams, I just see dysfunction. I see disorganization. I just... See rosters that are 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 completely in, incomplete. They're just they're incomplete. there you know, um, and it's possible that the Detroit, you know, heart gets them two wins. It, that is possible. Could get them three. These two teams, I'm like, you know, maybe one more win. One of them is Urban myers Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they have the eth, the the eighth the eighth easiest schedule and
0: Mike Tyson version
1: the, yeah. <laughs> um, the fourth easiest schedule belongs to this horrendous just garbage team. They are the New York Jets. Um, I have a bone to pick with Joe Douglas. I said it any of my uh, people who follow me on Twitter, followers, I guess is that word. I'm, I'm having a whole bunch of brain farts, but I'm just so upset thinking about these Jets right now. Uh, Joe Douglas, they say, oh, you know, we're real confident in our three QBs. Everyone is saying, what are you doing? Why do you have a quarterback with no, he like there's no person in the quarterback room, including the coach, that has NFL quarterbacking experience. How is, is your QB going to learn? This is your franchise guy, second overall pick, highest drafting. How is he supposed to supposed to learn when no person that has experience is around him? Oh yeah yeah yeah, we're good, we're good, we're good. We're good. Then Zach goes down. Now we're we're giving up picks for Joe Flacco. Who was our backup last year? What?
0: What was the point, right?
1: What? So like are are you guys just that foolish in thinking for some reason that zach wilson who was literally injured in college two years ago would just magically never ever get hurt in the nfl you didn't need a backup you would never have to worry about playing mike white that's just stupid it's stupid and the team is in disarray i would not be surprised if they won one other game even with this easy schedule, same thing with the Jags. They're just in disarray. So it's not all on the line. I think those three are going to be picking um, in the top three of this year's NFL draft.
0: Yeah, man. See, the strength of schedule point, I know it takes into consideration records and all of this. But when you're just not a good team, your schedule is not easy. It doesn't matter what the other teams are doing. Like you are not a good team. I mean, that's a really good point. Woody three. You know, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been keeping up with Woody's three, three is a number of wins that the Jets may not get to. Right. Woody can get the three points. The Jets may not get to three wins. Um, It looked pretty disastrous last week, and it definitely is a a management problem. Um, When you have a rookie quarterback, you surround that quarterback with a vet. I've never seen it in the NFL that we're going to have a rookie quarterback. And, and this isn't a rookie quarterback from the SEC, like Matt Jones, who has played in some big time football games, right? This isn't a rookie quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, who at Clemson played in some big football games. This is Zach Wilson from BYU, who hasn't played in big time games. He put up some big time numbers, Right. But he hasn't played in the bright lights, and you bring him to New York City, and you do not bring in a veteran quarterback to show him the ropes. Now you know I always got to fit Dak Prescott into the conversation, right? Listen, real quick, I don't, I don't really mean, come on. I'm hurting already. The last one thing I need. biggest one of the biggest attributes to Dak Prescott was when they brought in John Kitner just to show him the ropes right because obviously tony romo was a big aspect i mean a big attribute to Dak's rookie season he would not have done that well without romo being there helping him the entire way right but then when romo was out of the building Dak was looking a little average so they brought in john kitner who helped him get that release faster helped him with his mechanics right helped him out tremendously even mark sanchez helped Dak out all of, these, all of these veteran resources help Dak and look at him today. All right, that's enough about Dak, all right? Let's talk about Zach. They haven't given Zach anything, and I may not be a Jets fan, but I absolutely hope next year they do better by that man because you turn the franchise over to him, he's actually a, a really good guy. Um, he can be a leader of men, right? His teammates do believe in him but he's not ready right now and he doesn't know how to prepare because nobody in the building can help him get prepared. So he's trying to do too much with his arm talent and he's learning the hard way. And now he's a little dinged up for a couple of weeks. Oh, and now you go get Joe Flacco. Um, so yeah, I wanted to say the Jets are going to finish with the worst record. Um, but it's really hard to see a win for the Detroit lions. I do think I do think Detroit is going to get a win. If I had to pick a game, I would think they might surprise and beat Atlanta at the end of the year. Uh, Cause Atlanta is just that type of team where it would be so ATL for them to just lose to the, to the, um, to the lions in the football season. Speaking of ATL, right. We're not changing subjects, but just got to shout out the Atlanta Braves in the world series. Right. So, that's our little outside moment on the side to side sports right <laughs> now. Right. Shout out to the Braves. They may do that thing, right? Um, but let's talk about some of the teams now who may finish with the best record in the NFL. And I don't know about you, Woody. I was looking through the schedules. There's some good teams out there, man. And you know, the team that is so underrated, I just want to bring this up. This isn't the team that I think is going to finish with the best record. But right now, they are at top of the AFC, and they come out of that division that you and CJ laughed at me when I said it's a tough division. This is the only division in football right now where every team is at least 500, right? We're talking about the AFC North and the Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase looking like the NFL's next elite dynamic duo, Jamar Chase is looking like Randy Moss, the only receiver in NFL history to have over 700 yards throughout his first seven games. You know, that that is that is he's on pace for eighteen hundred yards. Right. But that's not even my pick. I just needed to put that out there real quick. I'm going to have to say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers may literally finish the season 16 and one or 15 and two. If you look at the rest of their schedule. I think they may have lost to the team that is probably going to give them the hardest time, the Rams. You know, Um, there's other teams out there that have, you know, that are the Cardinals, like the Cardinals are currently undefeated, but I don't think that's going to keep, I think towards the end of the season, they're going to have a little string of some losses. Still going to be a great team um, in the playoff picture, but I can see late in the year, they might start taking some lumps. I don't see that with Tampa Bay, um, Tampa Bay, you know. I, I, listen, they are rolling, man. They're just rolling. They <laughs> they got injuries to the secondary and they just keep rolling, you know. They bring somebody else in and they just that front seven is elite, like it may be legendary elite. Um, you know, it is hard to get stuff going against that front seven um it is very hard and Tom Brady may be playing the best football of his career and he's 44 years old He just so confident so poised it's like he just gets more relaxed every year like you hear him after the game he's like you know I'm not going to stop playing football until it's just no longer a burning desire in my heart like when you're talking like that man and you drop back in the pocket, you ain't worried about these dudes trying to sack you. You're like, you know what, man, I love this game. I'm in the pocket, and you know, there's my guy. Get him the football. You go, right? And you got you want to talk about that got all these receivers. I don't ever hear you talk about Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady, you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Bryant, right? And you got Leonard Fournette. Who is now finally establishing himself um, in the NFL? And you got a great offensive line. It's just you're strong in the trenches. I really don't see Tampa Bay losing more. Now, I was wrong about Kansas City. I mean, I got, I got, <laughs> I got, I got to eat crow on Kansas City because I said they was going, they was going. I said they was going to finish the year with three losses max, right? Um, but after that beat down Tennessee, and I, I got to eat crow on Tennessee, too. I called them fake. I called them pretenders. And then they, they just bust Kansas City to where you're like, man, who is Tennessee? But um, I don't think I'm wrong about Tampa Bay. Um, I think they're going to finish the year with two losses max. Well,
1: the fumbles uh, continue because um, you called uh, A.B. Antonio Bryant. Dang. Um, but it's all good. Now we're fumbling. Today. yes, we are we are fumbling. Uh, one note about the chiefs. uh Patrick is getting a lot of flack and yeah, you know, he hasn't been great or you know, I mean, what we've seen is literally mad in numbers. So when he produces mortal numbers, right, it makes it look way worse than uh, if, you know Sam darnold had those numbers. But that defense is literally at the le- at the bottom of the league in almost every statistical category. Um, they are they are going through a lot right now. Uh, the Titans, I still, I actually still have my doubts. King Henry though uh, might have just crept up into my top five for the MVP. I, I mean, the, the man, he's literally. I, I'm not sure if I've ever called somebody King like that before, but he, I mean, he's. Uh, I feel like I have no choice but to bow down uh, to
0: to King Henry. Um, To answer your question. For LeBron. But anyway, go ahead, man. Say that that one more time. I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not going to repeat it. It's on on tape. Go ahead. Go ahead. To answer your question. Well,
1: it looks like uh, you've been stealing my notes about these schedules because clearly Tampa Bay is at the number one. uh, Pretty much everything that you said, so I'm not going to say it all again. Shout out to Todd Bowles. Um, lackluster head coach, incredible defensive coordinator, same. and uh, you know Tom Brady. He's 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 a goat. Forty four years old, forty four years strong. The man still is out here scrambling for first downs every once in a while. I love it every single time I see him. It's like I don't know. It it, it it gives me the same feeling as like when I see my grandfather across the street. Like it's like oh, you can still do it. You know? Do you need my oh No, you still. All right, you can do it. All right. God bless, and that's literally what what, what Tom Brady is doing. Um, he does have weapons. He does have weapons, and uh, I, you know, using that 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 uh, strength of schedule, the the Cardinals are seven and zero, and based on that same uh, list of of uh, aggregate records that I was going by before, uh, the Cardinals are the tenth easiest, and they're seven and zero. You can find losses in there. But, uh, you know, I would really be surprised if they lost more than three games, especially with what, you know, Will Gaddy always says about Kyler's endurance. I mean, he's not taking hits. I mean, the sky's the limit for, the, for that team. I mean, that team is just um, too good. Uh, I think a sleeper, a dark horse pick, and this team has the sixth easiest record, and they currently only have two losses. Um, even though their last loss was bad, it was bad. Uh, Chargers, Justin Herbert and the boys, I mean, they're they're a very good team. We've seen it. Um, you know, they're just trying to still find their way. I mean, uh, you know, Staley is, is still trying to find his footing as a coach. But, I mean, their record is easy. Their team is talented. They could definitely find themselves with the NFL's best record. Um, depending how how things go so i would i would definitely um not sleep on them but yes my my guess would really be tampa tampa bay
0: yeah man um it does look like tampa is in a good position um to really get i mean they last year you know when once they got clicking they didn't lose again i think they won they ended the year on an 11 game winning streak and this year they started off rolling. Um, they got they got lumped by the, the LA Rams. And you know, sometimes that's what you need. Now they're back, they're back in action, and it's looking like they are gonna end this season strong. And um man, I don't want to see Tom Brady get eight Super Bowl rings. I really don't. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens, but um, you know, let's let's go to the court side real quick because the NBA just announced it's all time 75 players. And I don't know how you feel about the list, Woody, but I like the list. But there's a couple things on the list that I cannot that I cannot accept. And It bothers me to no end, right? (laughs) Uh, Literally, no, it really bothers me because there's two particular names on the top 75 list that I just feel that maybe when we get 25 years later, they would have been on a top 100 list, but they are not on, they should not currently be on. This list, and that would have to be Mr. Anthony Davis and Mr. Damian Lillard, two immensely talented players. So I am not trying to knock um, their individual, you know, talent itself. It's just, as far as accolades, right? Let's just compare Anthony Davis to Dwight Howard. Anthony Davis, you know, started his career in 2012. He's about nine years into the league. He's never played 80 games. In fact, he's went multiple, he's only played over 67 games, 68 games twice in his career. Twice in his career, right? You're talking about Dwight Howard who is a three-time Defensive Player of the Year, started out his career with, you know, over a decade of averaging double-doubles, took a team to the NBA Finals. He's been a journeyman lately, right? But when he was in Orlando, he actually took a team to the Finals. He was the best player on that team. They went to the Finals right? The resumes don't stack up. There's got to be something. Why? I don't understand the voting behind that. There's no reason Anthony Davis should be ranked top 75 all time over Dwight Howard. Now, my second player, Woody, and this one really hurts me because he's one of my favorite players in the league, right? But Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard's a six-time All-Star. Dot, dot, dot. That's literally all he's done in his career. We can talk about, oh, he didn't have help. He didn't have this. It doesn't matter, right? AI didn't have an elite team, won an MVP, right? Took a team to the finals, right? AI deserves to be in the NBA's top 25, How do you explain Damian Lillard in the 75 over my man, Klay Thompson? How do you explain that? How do you explain Damian Lillard over Klay Thompson? You know, Klay Thompson is a three-time NBA champion, you know, and he's a five-time all-star, but most importantly... He is already one of the top three three point shooters of all time. Of all time. He is one of the greatest shooters in the NBA history. And Damian Lillard makes the list over him. These are just two things. There's more players that I feel are, you know, worthy. But these are two comparisons that. I ain't trying to sound dramatic, but I actually lost some sleep over it. When the list came out, I was ready, you
1: know?
0: We'll never know why Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard got into a scuffle on the sideline, but I think it was because of the list. I think it was because of the list, man. I think Dwight was a little bit in his feelings, right? And, you know, the Lakers weren't playing well. Anthony Davis may not have hustled to a loose ball, and Dwight probably said, and they put you on the list over. Because Anthony Davis came to the sideline. Hot, what you say? What? What? And then as soon as Dwight got up, Anthony Davis put hands on him. When do you put hands on your teammate? Anthony Davis, you know you don't belong on his list, bro. You know you don't belong on his list. You All right, so we're belong. gonna
1: we're gonna disagree, just like the voters clearly disagree with that opinion, with both of those opinions. Uh I Clay Thompson is literally my number one favorite player in the league. So I'm very upset that you're making me say things that aren't compliments. Uh, I literally just last week, just like how last week I complimented the Bengals and then all of a sudden, you know, you're complimenting them this week. Last week I was praising Clay Thompson. Now you're, you're praising Clay Thompson, but it's a little too much because there's, there's no sphere, there's no world in which Clay Thompson is better than Damian Lillard, although Clay Clay is actually literally my pick for number one spot up shooter in the history of this game. Number one, that's where I put him. That's my list. Um, when you factor in off the dribble, then we already know, you know how, how uh, uh, who you know leapfrogs him there. But I'm so excited to see him come back. And I'm so – because now he is motivated. I'm so excited. Maybe after this, like you said, um, there will be, you know, an appearance on the 100th list. Something that I found very interesting that um, I did not know originally is that they did not do anything to the original 50 list from 1996. They literally just added, like, 25 people. So, really, this list – it's not even like a top 75 all time, it's really top 25 of the last 25 years. And when you do it like that, then I don't know what he's what you're shaking your head about, but when you do it like that, I actually would say, you know, Dame deserves some respect. I think he is a top 25 of the last 25 years, and I think A D is top 20. A D is, is we're talking about generational talents within those two uh, Dwight does have some accolades you know um you know so I, I can kind of see the the case there with Dwight but he was never he, he I mean I feel like he was overrated and he's not a better center than any of the centers in contention like Ben Wallace who is not on
0: the list is better than Dwight Howard. But by what? Because you're you can talk about like what makes Ben Wallace better than Dwight Howard? What do you mean? Well, he, he's no, a two-time no, no. what makes him better than Dwight Howard. How, See, so you gotta stop asking me questions, and then when I answer them, you you either well, interrupt or react. It, it didn't sound like you were about to answer the question. But I literally what, I, what, did, I literally what, said the words two, two times
1: and then you interrupted two-time NBA champion. How many times has he won defensive play of the year? Ben Wallace, he, he, had, he, had a, he had a more successful career with, um, you know, better rebounding numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like Ben Wallace, he, he had a bigger impact on the NBA. I feel like if, you're, if this is an NBA 75, you're talking about impact, which is why the person that I am very upset could not make this list. My number one snub of this NBA 75, you want to talk about impactful. You want to talk about legacy, one of the longest-lasting careers in the NBA. This man is an icon. He's literally an NBA icon. People who have never seen him play, which has to be really young, actually, because he just recently retired, but people who have never seen him play could literally go on YouTube and search his highlights for hours and hours and hours. I'm talking about Vince Sanity. Vince Carter has been one of the most consistent names for the last 20-ish years, okay? You want to talk about, you know, what brings in, you know, casual viewers. You know, the dunk, right? The dunk contest was so big with guys like Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, and Dominique just, you know, randomly got in uh, with this, you know, new edition of 25-2. But, you know, those guys, those were dunk icons. The new era, the new generation of that was VC, Vince Carter. Kobe T-Mac got in on the fun, but Vince, you know, and T-Mac were also complete players. They weren't just dunkers like, you know, a Jason Richardson, you know, they were, they were complete players. Vince was always in the top, you know, 10 in scoring. I feel like he was a top 10 player in the league for almost a decade, Vince Carter, and then played and continued to mentor the next generation for the next 10 years. And it is a travesty, a travesty that Vince Carter is is not on this list. T Mac is number two. That's my number two travesty, and you know I, I feel like that should go without saying, but I'll say it. The oh my god, was he was he the best scorer in the NBA for the beginning of this century?
0: I feel like he was. I feel like he uh, was. I, I can agree, was. agree with that. You what you can. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like if you put T-Mac on the Lakers and Kobe on the Magic or the Rockets, T-Mac would be a three-time champion at least. I'm not I'm not discrediting Kobe, because when Shaq was gone, you know, Kobe definitely led the Lakers, um, you know, the two championships. But T-Mac, just as vicious as a scorer, uh, may yeah. be the best scorer we've seen um, since Michael Jordan, to be honest with you. So... How does he make, like? That's these two. These two because guys,
1: they don't make the list. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because you got to pick your replacements. You got to pick. Your, so let me let me say my piece here. Okay, oh, that's good because I was going to ask you if they on, who's off? All right, because I got I got to take two guys off. I got to take two guys off, and honestly, honestly, you you, you actually convinced me because at first I was only going to take one guy off, and like I said, Vince Carter was my number one. So I was gonna, I was gonna give Vince Carter, uh, you know, the the spot that I took off. But you know what? Maybe, maybe I I have been kind of romanticizing the career of Anthony Davis a little bit. You know, he has been injury prone. He hasn't really done too much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take him out. I'm gonna take him out. You know what? T Mac, T Mac, grab, you know, grab that spot. Grab that spot real quick. Um, Vince Carter though. I did take out someone for your spot. And it is someone who I I think, I'm telling you right now, if The Last Dance did not come out last year, we would not be hyping up this dude. Like, I don't understand. Like, now people are trying to act like this person was better than what he is. But what he is and what he's always been is a glorified Draymond Green. I'm talking about Dennis Rodman. There is no way – You're telling me that man is top 75 because he was Draymond Green. Like, no, no, no. Take him out and get my boy Vince Sanity in, in his rightful place among the 75 greatest players in the league. That is Vince's right with all the highlights that he has given us, all the three-pointers he has made, all of the times he has been Near the top of the scoring, the steals—he is a legend. All that he's given back—that's what this list is about. It's about legacy. It's about accomplishments. Vince—he's an NBA champion. He's done it all. Take out Dennis, this, this Ben Wallace. All right, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we get it. They're glue guys. You know, they're glue guys. They're good. But Dennis Rodman—you, you're not telling. Like, if you—if you're a franchise owner. And you, you need to start building your – no one's building their franchise around Dennis Rodman. They're not. They're, they're just not. No. But you can build around VC. You can build around T-Mac.
0: And that's all I got to say about that. I'm not mad at Vince Carter. I do think Vince Carter should be on there. But, you know, if you want to talk about this is about legacy, that just totally destroys Damian Lillard's entry on the top 75. Like, he, 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 it's a fandom thing. You like Damian Lillard. I love Damian Lillard. People love Damian Lillard. And they just wanted to put him on the list. But he does not deserve to be on the list right now because he hasn't done. He has no NBA legacy. All he got is a couple cool mixtapes, right? And a, a killer step back three that's clutch, right? But has it shown up? in the playoffs to get the blazers down hasn't shown up in the playoffs listening to my sentence i said to get the blazers on a run no listen when they couldn't even win a game you know when they played against the the golden state warriors who were injured right the injured golden state warriors that they played in the playoffs they couldn't even get a game on they those have. Golden State Warriors. And what, right? and what kind of, oh, my gosh, C.J. McCollum stepping out C. of not, We talking about Damian Lillard, right? We talking about Damian Lillard. Yes. We're not talking about C.J. McCollum. We're talking about Dane Tom. This is and your time. He does everything right? he can. He does everything
1: all we can. All I know is.
0: We no longer
1: live in a league. Was no. We no longer live in a league where one great player can win by themselves. That's okay, that.
0: but you don't have to. I'm not saying winning, right? But one great player can elevate their team in a series, right? It's happened, we've seen that time <laughs> and time. Have you seen that in a series? No, I, I don't make me bring up LeBron because when LeBron was out there without Kyrie or Kevin Love, right? They still won games they didn't win when they played a team that was just better you're acting like Damian Little gets games. swept every every year he does not get no, swept. he doesn't he just, hasn't done anything when I, when we're talking about resumes right Dwight Howard 14 consecutive seasons with double doubles 14 consecutive seasons right five-time rebounding champ five-time all-defensive player eight-time all-star two-time block champion, right? The rookie of the year in 2004, three-time defensive player of the year. Like, this is a resume that deserves to be respected amongst the top 75 players who have played in the game because you cannot name another player who has had 14 consecutive seasons averaging a double-double. Like, you know, I would have to look up if Magic Johnson did it From a points to assist ratio, right? But I don't think so. I feel like any center, I feel like every center has done that. No. Like Shaq Diesel. So you're gonna tell me Shaq did not do that. Go go look at it. Shaq did not average 14 consecutive double doubles.
1: Now you're making me go go through Google. I feel like any big man can do that.
0: Consecutive double doubles for Shaq, not 14. Now, I'm not saying Dwight deserves to be in the same conversation as Shaq, right? But that doesn't mean Dwight Howard doesn't deserve to be in the top 75 over Anthony Davis and over Damian Lillard. So he should at least be number 73, right? Nah, he's, he's, not, he's, number. he's number He's number 78.
1: He, he's behind nah. T-Mac. Yeah. No.
0: And nah. like T-Mac, again, if you're going to take Penny Hardaway off the list, you, you, Tim, T-Mac, I, I think T-Mac was an elite scorer, right? Great, great talent, but like, you're not on the list just because you were nice, right? We are talking about how did your career go, right? How What did you do in your career? Who has the record for most three-pointers made in a game? Your boy, Klay Thompson does, right? This is a historical accomplishment, Right? You deserve – that is something that Dane Lillard has never done, right? I think Dane Lillard is a better talent than Klay Thompson. But if you're looking at the NBA accomplishments, these are two names that should not be off the list, right? But you know what? You actually got me to buy in on Vince Carter over Klay Thompson Uh, because Vince had the longevity. You know, Vince was playing, man. He was playing. He actually – He changed the game. Um, You know, he actually was the last entertaining. Well, not the last entertaining, but he, the dunk contest, you'll never see a better one, right? But obviously you don't make the top 75 for having an elite dunk contest, right? You know what, Woody man? My blood pressure's boiling, man, okay? So... We gotta go back to the sidelines real quick, right? We gotta go back. Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, man. I'm. I apologize. I apologize. Because you know, I'm just. You know, I'm just getting. I'm. I'm getting riled up. The season. We have the whole whole season to get our blood pressure up, yell at each other, but right now we're just in the beginning of the season, so. I, I just want to share, you know, some starts, right? You know, some some nice starts that I've seen. They, they don't even have to be nice starts, right? But I just want to shout out two different teams, both in the Eastern Conference, which I think is on the rise. I think the Eastern Conference is on the rise. First team, uh clearly everyone knows my biography, right? Knicks, uh, Jets, Mets. It's horrible. But there is hope. In the Big Apple, I'm telling you, go New York, go New York, go. I mean, I'm not saying we want Brooklyn, but I'm telling you that this team has improved from last year. It's a different team, and their biggest issue last year, when Julius Randle was looking like a bum, and yet still got that extension, the team could not generate any offense. It was like it, you know, it was it was pretty much Derrick Rose by himself, and they couldn't shoot. So what do you do? You get Evan Fournier, who is a great shooter. Now, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, that's all he can do, right? He's a spot-up shooter, right? You get Kemba, who clearly is not just a spot-up shooter. He is someone who can create off the dribble, right? But I think playing, you know, or getting these this guy after the Olympics helped because Damian Lillard, literally, he called these guys out. He said, none of these, international dudes play in the nba the way that they play in the olympics and we saw evan fournier you know out here balling we saw patty mills balling we saw ricky rubio was looking like i don't even know i can't even he was literally so good that he was looking like a player we've never seen like in the nba before in the olympics but evan fournier said oh what Okay, Dame, you're going to put some respect on my name. Drops 32. That is in the 75-year history of the New York Knicks, a franchise record and a Knicks debut, 32 for Evan Fournier. The man is shooting. The whole team is shooting. And what I love about RJ, RJ's been in the league for a couple couple years now. People say, oh, he is what he is. The man is 21. He's 21. This was the first season where after a game he could go and buy a beer. Okay, he he is a baby. He's a baby. I think Thibodeau changed his diaper in between on a timeout. This guy, he he still has so much more to give, okay? He has so much more to learn. And even Julius Randle. Is only 20s. They're a young team. Like the stars that they had got better. Special shout out to Obi Toppin, who's playing with confidence. That man runs the floor like no other. Oh, my gosh. Just putting people on posters. He's so fun to play with in 2K. I'm telling you, the guys that they had are playing better. And then they also got better complimentary pieces in Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker. Shout out to the Knicks. But a team that's way better than them and better than everybody right now. Oh, my God. It is their first 4-0 start since his airness. The greatest to ever do it was on that team. The Bulls, man. woo The Bulls, man. They are out here just balling. And I, and I got to give a special shout-out to DeMar DeRozan. I feel like more people got to give this man respect. This is someone who took pride. He took pride in being in Toronto. No one wants to be in Toronto. It's in Canada. Ugh, Canada, it snows there. Ugh. But he oh, took pride there. He game, gave back man. to the community. He spoke to the GM. He said, "Hey, man, I'm I'm in some trade rumors. You know, just be straight with me. Like, am I going to be traded? You traded? Nah, nah, nah. Don't worry, Demar. You all good. You all good. He's all, right, all right. Goes home. Traded, traded to the San Antonio Spurs. Just throwing out like garbage. And what happens? The guy that is traded for. Becomes the NBA Finals MVP and that team wins without him. And what does Demar look like? He just looks like garbage, right? And and the the Spurs aren't great, right? So everyone's discarding him. No one no one cares about him. So now he's a free agent, right? And, and he goes on record. He's like, you know what? I'm I'm trying to win. So everyone's like, oh, Demar Derozan. Right, he's trying to win. He must be going to L.A. What? Within like that same day, he signs with the Bulls. Everyone's like, oh.
0: Is, well, with the goals goals. Until, until the Lakers acquired Russell Westbrook. Like, once they made the move, then he was like, all right, now I'm going to do this. So let I was letting you have your fun, but let's keep it. Let, let's not overdo it, okay? We uh, he, 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 he was just holding like, out. Disrespecting DeMar. What? I'm not disrespecting DeMar. DeMar wanted to go to L.A. He waited until he knew it wasn't going to be possible. But kudos to him for going to Chicago cuz he didn't have to do that. Well, they all, I'm telling you right now, every single one of those players are all players
1: that are talented in this league that they that they've been playing well on on bad teams and they have they have a chip. They have chips on their shoulders, man. They have all every single one of them. Now I'm not saying let me not say all of them are in that boat, but DeMar DeRozan is a is a really really good play he's a great player that's been on a bad team vucevic is a great player that's been on a bad team zach levine the man gets better every year and he's still having to shed that you know dunker label but hopefully this is a year finally where they realize he's actually a complete player and he has a chip on his shoulder and lonzo who has not been a great player on a bad team, just a decent player, but has been discarded after people were calling him the next Jason Kidd. Now, no one even cares. They only care about his kid brother, LaMelo. So now Lonzo has a chip. These guys are chippy guys. They, They are just doing whatever they can on both ends of the floor. They are a team to look out for. Those bulls, man. You want to talk about notable starts?
0: The notables out here just doing their thing. Oh, well played, well played. I'm got a couple notable starts for you, right? And um, both teams that you named are definitely off to a great start. So I'm not even going to add any any content to what you said because you pretty much nailed it with both franchises, right? But the Golden State Warriors are back, and Clay hasn't even stepped onto the court yet. This man, Steph Curry, is averaging 31, 9, and 7, right? Steph is on fire. He's leading those guys, and they are back, man. And what's great about it is these young pieces who weren't really a factor. You're talking about, you know, Jordan Poole out there. In previous seasons, now they have their comfort, you know? Um, they've got young talent. They've got Jonathan Wiseman and, and, and Jonathan Kuminga right? Who these guys are talented and they're not even hitting their stride yet. And the Warriors are off to a 4-0 start. It was looking like they almost lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder, but they pulled it out and they won the game, right? Now, outside of the Warriors, I want to talk about a notable start for a particular player, right? Hey, you know what, everybody, you can call it emotional if you want to, because I had a gripe with this player being on the top 75 list. But let's talk about the stink that Damian Lillard is putting out there right now. We went through a whole offseason of man, The Blazers ain't doing them right. They need to trade them like you. You kind of put it out there yourself that like, you know, you was subliminally tweeting and everything, Dame. I expected, you know, yeah, you stuck, man, you stuck loyal. You didn't actually go through with a trade wequ- request, but you let the conversation stay, right? And then the narrative is, man, look, if Dame not happy, man, he gonna have to get traded. Should they trade him for Ben Simmons? I mean, you and Ben Simmons don't even belong in the same conversation because you way better than Ben Simmons, right? But you would think that you would come out this year, Dame and really kill it but you are killing it the opposite way that we're used to i mean dame this, you're 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 a few games into the season right this man is shooting less than 10 percent from three dame is two out of 24 from beyond the arc right dame what are you doing i didn't expect this bad of a start right so this is a bad start. Yeah, you got some time to get it, you know, the Lakers. They didn't start off high. We kind of expected that cuz they got a gel, right? Dame. You are playing with all right, we know that you want some teammates. Like you want you want an elite player to play with you. I mean, you deserve it, right? I watched Allen Iverson go his whole career without another elite player. I don't want to see that happen to you, right? But C.J. McCollum playing better than you this year. And everybody does dispre- dis- everybody disrespects C.J. McCollum. Yeah, I said it, man. I mean, if you look at the numbers, Dane is stinking it up, man. Dane time is no time. Like, you know, Dame time is off. Dane is shooting less than 10% from three. This is atrocious. Meanwhile, C.J. out there averaging 27, right? And, and C.J. is shooting a good 49% from three. Now, the the um, the Portland Trailblazers are not going to be a team that you expect to make a deep playoff run, which again, they have one of the 75 best players in the NBA, um, according to the recent list that was just made. And even if the Blazers don't, even if they finish with like an eighth seed or something, you know, it's, oh man, Dame don't got no help. You know, Dame don't got no help. Well, you know, there's plenty of players on that top 75 list who have like put the team on their back, right, and carried them places, whether it resulted in the championship or not. But um, my note, my most surprising start to the season is that Dame Lillard did not start off hot. He is ice cold, right? You're
1: still going. You're, all, right, all right, I gotta cut you. You're
0: still going in on Damian Lillard
1: for no reason. For, for what no do you reason. mean? No reason? Because you're because you're mad. The man is two
0: for twenty-four from three. You're mad. I don't know. No, like give a knowledge. surprise start. Like, like you would like. All right, look at LeBron. Everybody's saying. Oh, everybody's saying. No, can no, listen, can, you, listen, can you speak listen, about listen, the sport? No, without talking everybody's, about the flop, just one time. Listen, listen. Just one time. One time. Are you are
1: you capable? Everybody is talking
0: about the Lakers don't have a three point shooter. Well, you know, Who so said far. That? LeBron James has been the one who has been stretching the floor. Like, if you look at his numbers, LeBron has took on the role of the three-point shooter for the team. You know, LeBron himself is shooting almost 10 threes a game, and he's making 48% of them, right? Wow,
1: that's amazing.
0: Well, I mean, look, he's he's taking on a different role, right? But this this is what you expect from great players. They're going to come out at the beginning of the season, right? And they're going to get it going right away. Like, right away, they're going yeah, to get it going. It's the, so, with the you know, richest what? roster in the NBA, stop
1: talking to me about right LaFleur James. No, no one cares is,
0: about LaFleur That okay. roster is flawed, okay? Roster got, is flawed. They're they're how, many, how many top 75 players are on that roster? How many? Okay, but look where played. they are in their career, okay? And, 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 and you're right. talking if right. you, you want know, to add another one. One of them list. shouldn't even be on the list. Right? One Dwight, of Dwight, Howard,
1: the Dwight Howard is, is on that team, right? That should be another, he's number
0: 73. So he's okay, Dwight members. Howard is a reserve big man now. Right. That, that is so that's, the, that's, that's that's changing the narrative. That's changing the narrative. No, Dwight Howard not. is a reserve big man right now. He he is the reserve big man. That okay? that is, that is he's the not all the 75 team. That's no did he make the list. You can you can did make a five
1: Did
0: he make the team? He's not even starting over DeAndre Jordan. Who's your, right. what, say that one more time? He's not even starting over. DeAndre, DeAndre. But he's but he's on the team. But he's on the team. He is on. Okay, the team. he's on the team, and he's how old is he? He's not the same Dwight Howard. So and and no, Damian Lillard, and Damian is playing listen, with who? He's playing if with if anybody Lillard. is willing to be unbiased, whether you're biased for or against the Lakers. The Lakers have a flawed roster, right? Russell Westbrook does not fit out there with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. But you know what? They brought him in. It is what it is. Russell Westbrook is not the player who fits with them, right? They've got the oldest roster in the league. They've got, like, three guys who are under the age of 80. So, like, that is a flawed roster. But LeBron James, here's all this talk, comes out with expanded shooting, right? So, when you talk about notable starts, but that's not a surprise, because that's LeB- but that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised that Dame Lillard, because usually he come out each season cooking you know, Dame might drop 40 in his first couple games, right? But right now, Dame Lillard is missing. Uh, Dame Lillard. He's hot, um,
1: man. Oh, my God. He just came back from the
0: Olympics, gold Olympic gold medalist. All right. He's
1: going to be fun. He's going to be Is fun. Kevin Durant
0: using that excuse?
1: Is Kevin Durant using that? Is Kevin Durant using the- it? No, first of all, no like,
0: because he wasn't, Dame wasn't the only one out there, right? Is Kevin Durant using that excuse? All right, and he's and he's playing with an alt. Yo, stop this! Stop this! This Bums,
1: his entire career, his entire career, he's had to take bums to the playoffs and do his best to even win a series. He has to give his heart, his sweat, his tears to just win a series with these bums. And you're gonna compare him to KD, who has had the greatest list of teammates in the history of basketball. Get out of here. Get out of here.
0: Dude, stop
1: it. You, you know do, what? You,
0: know, that you my do know. That Dame, my you No, no, you no, do no. Do no. Know, you do know that Dame Lillard didn't have to carry a, an Olympic team the way Luka Doncic had to carry an Olympic team. And did Luka, did Luka come out at the beginning of the season, you know, looking as – Bad as Dane does room at right 22. that's a That's young legs right there, all right? No, Dane's been what there and done that for a decade. all these excuses. Excus- what do you mean excuses? I'm He's saying making facts. all these excuses. I'm saying all facts. Got, these is There's excuses. There's, There's something called context, and that's what I'm giving I'm giving you context for what you're it's saying. It's excuses, man. Oh, my it's God. Put it in the excuse cabinet because everything you're saying about Dane revolves around other people being the reason why he is not hitting more of his 24 three-pointers that he's taking like he is off man it's it's awful it's awful to start the season and all i'm saying is this is a surprise i'm not saying that he's trash i'm not saying that he ain't never going to get it going i'm saying that if i want to talk about a surprise start to the season it is the absence of damian lillard's greatness that is a surprise and there's no there's no dispute in that like he has been garbage for the first few games of the season. He's been garbage. He's been. Right.
1: Now you now just went ahead and said the G word. I'm because something. if you
0: look at his games, he's been bad for the first few games of the year. I mean, he's shooting in the lows 36%. He's looking like Russell Westbrook without the triple doubles. <laughs> like, that's what he's looking like
1: right wow. now. My gosh, you are, I can't even, no, I can't. I I literally can't because I will faint on air right now. If I keep this conversation, we have to take it back to the sideline. We're taking it back to the sideline,
0: sideline. man. You know what? I want you to sit down, but (laughs) let's talk about who people should be starting and sitting in fantasy football right now. I'm going to give you a name of a player that you, (laughs) that you should sit. Okay. I think it's done for this guy, man. Unless he gets on a good team with an elite quarterback. But this is not the guy anymore that you should be trusting as a W1, WR1, WR2, or even a flex. I'm going to say Sounds like your boy. Who? No, it sounds like the guy that I was going (laughs) to say. It is time to sit Odell Beckham Jr. down on your bench. Uh, The Cleveland Browns Uh, You know, they're starting Case Keenum right now. But even if they had Baker Mayfield, you know, Odell, he's rarely targeted in their offense. You know, he hasn't had a game. uh, He hasn't had a game where he hasn't even scored a touchdown this year. I mean, if you look at his week to week production, it is weak. And at this point, you're only starting Odell if you have to because he's a week replacement. But um, if you got somebody else on your bench, I would even start LaVisca Chenault over Odell Beckham Jr., you know? So it's time to bench OBJ. Sit him on down.
1: Definitely, definitely time to – I honestly don't think there was a time to start him this year. I do have him on my bench um, where he's just been collecting dust. Um, So, yeah, I, I don't think there was ever a time to start him. i'm actually really mad that i drafted him but like i i was like oh you know he fell like i got him in like the seventh round so i I thought you know maybe you know I, i would get a good return for the value there but i did not um the worst return for my value that i've gotten across any of my teams in fantasy was this person i'm gonna tell you to finally sit down and this person I think is a wash unless they go on a team with a better quarterback. I don't think that's happening this year. So literally I'm thinking, I feel like you can't drop him because of his name. You can't drop him, but like no one wants to trade for him. So I don't even know what to do, but I'm not starting him this week. This is my first week
0: with him on the bench. His name is Allen Robinson. Oh yeah. You, that, yeah. That's a good, that's a good sit him. Mm. Like you, should have sat him a couple weeks ago and left him there because and he's like he's, he's been just, doing this big board. Offense. Like if
1: you go through the QBs that he's played with, you you you. I thought he was invincible.
0: No, yeah, it's a di- it's different. Listen, I'm telling you, man, Justin Fields. I noticed this in Ohio State. He is good, but that offense, man, is just a one read offense, and he's not ready to play quarterback. Like he's a smart guy; he'll get it. He absolutely will, right? But it's too soon, and it gets worse and worse every week, and it's, it's, it's killing everybody around him, right, And except for the running back, um, which leads me to my stardom. Actually, you know what? I was toggling between two players, two different running backs, but one of them is Khalil Herbert, right? Khalil I Herbert also have two middle, running backs, and one and of them this, is Khalil Herbert. So yeah, if you have the Khalil second You got to start them, right? But my other one is going to be a surprise to everyone. Because I've been saying stay away from this offense and their running backs, right? But right now, I'm going to say Kenneth Gainwell. (laughs) You should start him, right? No, Nick Sirianni ain't going to hand him the ball. But if you are in a PPR league, he is targeted more than most of their wide receivers. You know, he's got a few weeks with at least eight targets. And now he, that's as a reserve running back, you know, Nick Sirianni's playbook is pretty basic, but that boy is going past to that running back uh, that he loves Kenneth Gainwell. So if you're looking for somebody um, to maybe add a spark to your week, they are playing those Detroit lions. Um, I don't know why I tried to make him hike like the Pistons, but that don't yeah, work. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work at all. The Detroit, the, the trash lions, you know. Um, yeah, so Kenneth Gainwell. I'm actually going to put him on a starting list with Miles Sanders. I'm likely out. Um, I was so nervous because,
1: you know, you said two running backs, Khalil Herbert. I was like, oh, God, are we going uh- I'm gonna have to pull uh, one out of thin air, but uh, luckily you didn't say it. Kenneth Gainwell. I just want to say, when I drafted Miles Sanders, uh, one of my friends texted me and he goes, "Oh, good luck, you know, with Miles Sanders, um, with Kenneth Gainwell actually taking his job, you know, week six. I was like, "What? What are you talking about? Like Miles Sanders is a, is, a, is a stud that you know, obviously did not come to fruition." So I've had Gainwell on my bench, but week six came around. And Gainwell, like, you know, they just weren't running the ball at all. So I dropped
0: them. They ain't been running the ball for six weeks. So,
1: so now, like, you know, he's like, you know, uh, and now, right? I've, that's actually happened multiple times where I dropped someone, right? Like, you know, like a handcuff, and then the starter finally gets hurt. So I I refuse to drop A.J. Dillon. I, 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 I cannot drop A.J. Dillon. Because if that happens again, that's happened to me four times this this year so far. So I'm not going to do it. But this person, um, much like you know Gainwell, is is now I feel like finding a groove in in the passing game. And I think with the starting QB out, what we saw um, very consistently with the backup QB. Is that he was looking for his check? Now <laughs> he was looking. I want to say he had one reception, and then when the QB got hurt, he had five, like in the next, you know, uh, like the next drive. Uh, and that's Michael Carter, of the New York Jets uh, PPR option for sure. Uh, he's also their goal line back, though. Um, so, I mean, I know Ty Johnson scored the, the touchdown um, this past game. But every other goal line touchdown that the Jets have scored, which I believe for the year is just one, was actually Michael Carter. So I would feel really confident in Michael Carter. I think they trust him a little bit more. Like they actually throw screens to him um, because he's a little bit more elusive than um Ty Johnson. I actually think Tevin Coleman would be, you know, the the most elusive of the three, but for some reason they give him no no burn um uh, but michael carter i would definitely say start him um this week i know you're probably the same but the jets suck the jets stink they do they're probably not going to win any games but that doesn't mean that you know um they're not going to get yards and i'm not saying 500 yards but they might get 200 yards sorry they might get 130 yards and 70 of those to michael carter on like six catches seven catches so He's definitely a good PPR
0: option. Well, one of the reasons why I agree with your Michael Carter pick is because he is a running back who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Michael Carter, um, you know, at the at UNC, he's one of my favorite running backs to watch in college in a long time. I, I love his game. I, li- I like I love his his big playability. And I don't, I don't think this, like, rookie year for the Jets is really going to define his career. He's definitely going to be a good running back. Uh, that's somebody that I speak of very highly. So right now, um, he is going to be targeted in that offense. He seems to pick up a little bit more and more each week. I would say he's a safe start, you know. Um, if you need if you're looking for a bi-week replacement, definitely uh Michael Carter should be somebody that you would put in there. But I do just want to say to Tevin Coleman's point, you said they don't seem to be giving him any burn. That's because he burns out, and you can't, you know, I mean. Tevin Coleman, is his better days are behind him. His career never really went where it could have gone uh, because of the injury bug. And he does fatigue when they seem to hand him the ball um, too much, but um, he was another, one of my favorite running backs to come out of college. If I made my top 10 list, uh, Tevin Coleman, Michael Carter are two guys who would be on like my top 10 all time favorite college running backs. Like, you know, some of these names you wouldn't believe on there. But, well, you know, we can leave that for another show. Um, but, yes, those are the stardoms and sit Well, we are going to wrap this show up because it's time for your boys to sit down and go to sleep. And, um, you know, I don't know about daytime, but it's nighttime. And, um, <coughs> hey, enjoy this week of football. We got some great games on the day deck and we look forward to talking about it next week but follow us on social media hit us up and it's your boys will and woody we out